BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. Oh, good, Goldie. That's your that's your symphony. That opening now. I love so I've never great. felt less ready to do anything. <laughs> Lester, ready. Um, no, I, you're you're great in that opening. So thank you, and yeah. thank you again, Stu Brooks. And did Stu Brooks have a tough week with uh, Dusty Hill passing away? ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill. I know all bassists are in oh, league so somehow. Um, I don't. He didn't mention a thing about it. Don't, don't step on my Johnny jokes, pal. Oh, Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And we're moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, so, Goldie, what's the deal with the uh, the open uh, hide-a-bed? Yeah, it looks, if, if you're watching this, there's a sofa bed open behind me, and it looks Suspicious. as though I've, yeah, I'm a, divorce is imminent, but this was for my nephew. He was sleeping oh, in here. It yeah. wasn't me. I'm still in the main room by myself with the dog while my wife (laughs) sleeps with our child. Don't worry, everyone. Uh, My wife is still with our five-year-old, and I'm still with the dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got got my own room in an Apple TV, so I'm I'm living the life. I I snore, apparently. You'd never guess from this nose. Turns out it makes a lot of noise at night. Well, normally I would associate... Snoring with a more portly gentleman. Yeah, you know, like you're think... like a you know, broomstick Grateful Dead skeleton. <laughs> nice. You know, you're like a Grateful Dead album cover skeleton. I, and I you, wish... It doesn't look like that thing would be creating a sort. First of... joke of the day. First joke of the day. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, is it wrong that I feel so complimented that you called me a Grateful Dead album cover skeleton? I'm like, ooh, <laughs> whatever you. I'm doing, it's working. <laughs> All those great. walks. <laughs> Uh, actually, oh, I'm also sleeping in an empty bed. I've got Stu's at Lollapalooza. Oh. Yeah, hanging out with Miley Cyrus. Oh, boy. Should I Look be, out. I, I can't go, Stu. I got to record with the bald guy and the Grateful Dead skeleton. <laughs> I have much more important things to do. Yes, I can't go to Lollapalooza. Wait, is By the Lollapal- way, how much room does air need in your nose that you're snoring? <laughs> Literally, it's so like going much. through two empty Holland tunnels. <laughs> it's it's banging on something on the way out. What is there like an impacted booger from uh, no, 1981? You know, What's happening? I think it's a lot of what I eat. There's phlegm here. There's a contact area here. But you're right about the nose. As I've said before, um, the COVID test was like a piece of cake for me. <laughs> How Nothing. many did they lose in there? I know. Well, uh, I said, I said, my my Q-tip had to ask for directions. 
uh, yeah, but that was, I never had a better moment in the relationship because I'm the wimp of, right. of my couple. I'm oh, clearly really? the wimp. Yeah, I know. This is not shocking. But, <laughs> but during the COVID test, Tall is like, you know, she's grasping at stuff and like and tearing up and everything. And for me, it was like I got to stare in the face while like eating a donut, you know, just <laughs> I was so casual about it. It's like, so okay. funny because during those things, I always just feel so much relief that nothing is expected of me other than to sit there. It's like the only moments in my life I actually feel serene where it's like go in this MRI tube and just act dead. <laughs> okay. That's your default state. No, I'm saying that it's like the only time in my life where I don't feel the pressure of yeah. Oh, I'm fucking up. I'm not successful enough. I'm, I'm a bad husband. I'm my, I, sh- uh, I suck with my kids. It's like, well, they just want me to act dead. This guy loves a proctology exam. Oh, his favorite time of the year. First of all, I mean, my physician with his gorgeous long hair and, and Sinatra ass guys sticking that finger in me as I'm as I'm hearing the summer wind play in my head. <laughs> I my doctor Ooh. is a guy who he was in that movie, um, and I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it. The one with Al Pacino about football. Any uh, given any, Sunday. Any Ooh, given nice. Sunday. He was the team doctor, like one of the team doctors in that movie. That would movie. give me pause for real. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, because he used to be the team doctor for like the Lyle Alzado Raiders. Oh, those oh. guys wound up healthy. I know. Long, long <laughs> lives. <laughs> Literally, their heads caved in on themselves, oh, and then they I know died. how to keep someone alive till 38. Yeah. So that's my guy. I'm riding with him. Um, yeah. So, all right, well. Uh, just put some tape on it and get back out there. I know. Is that yeah. what he says? A lot of 1978-style advice. Tape your fingers together and get back out there. Um, speaking of sports... We got to talk about this. This has been the the big story all week was, uh, you know, the Olympics are going on now. And uh, Simone Biles, the Mm. superstar, greatest gymnast on earth, American gymnast star, pulled out of the competition uh, to focus on her mental health. So obviously this became like a huge story where everyone is kind of weighing in on one side or the other on this one. But it seems like it's become, you know, quite fashionable to defend her decision and say, good for you, more people should be doing this, and you're leading by example, and this is great. So sadly, I mean sadly because I find myself in league with people I cannot stand. So I find myself like very far to the right, I guess you would say, on this issue. Uh-oh. And I'll tell you why it has, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't like her because they're just racist assholes and they're like, oh, screw this, you know, black yeah. girl who's fucking it up for America. Like, look at this typical. And I, I it, for me, it's not about that at all. For right. me. Oh, good. It, yeah. Take my word for it. But it's not. Wonderful. There, there's nothing. There's no trace of that. This could be. Uh, someone of any color who who does this. My first thought on this was, what if in the first quarter of the Super Bowl, Tom Brady threw an interception <laughs> and then took himself out of the game and said he wanted to focus on his mental health? What, what would if he say was then? very dizzy when that happened? <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. I, like I don't, if you have I the spins and you're vaulting, 
I, I think it was more... feet in the air. Like, she's got... It's called the Zippies or what's it called? The Twisties. The Twisties. Not a good name. The Zippies. And I had the Twisties. And she's got the Twisties. You can't do it. Chubby Checker said, fuck it, let's Twisties again. Like, what are you supposed to do? Land flat on your face so people like you don't get mad? Why why would anyone do that for you? I because if they, I felt slightly dizzy, I would call in the Family Guy and say, "Guys, yes, but that's you. That's you, and that's me too." Like I'm not saying sure. people are saying like, "Oh, you know, you can't put yourself in the athlete's shoes." I can't. No, but I can Dude. put myself in the fans' shoes that have been all my life. Look at let what. Me, okay, Goldie, let me, look. Let me pull yes. the veil back. Representing this country for free means fucking nothing. You well, owe no one anything. You're in an empty stadium. The whole thing's a charade. There's COVID well, that's, everywhere. That's a different issue. I agree okay. with that. I agree with that. I think the Olympics <laughs> this year should not have happened. I think no, it's a farce. No, they should I never think... happen. It's a total waste of money. Who cares? <laughs> well, no, the Everyone Olympics... over Zoom, show us your best, and then we'll just give you mail you a medal. I, there, I admit, <laughs> we don't need to be in the same place. In happier <laughs> times, in happier times, there's a pla- in more healthy times, I think there's a place for the Olympics. I think the Olympic Committee is crooked as all hell, and they've proven that time and time again. But I like the Olympics. The Olympics have given us some of our best sports memories and i just want to talk about one of them because i think it's applicable here carrie strug okay so we all remember carrie strug carrie strug went out there on a broken ankle completed a vault and won the gold medal in that moment now should she have done it should her coaches have made her do it no but do you think she regrets it for one second no she's the biggest hero this country's ever had just Talking about it is making me very Yeah, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, there we go. Danny's with me. Danny Smith there has got goosebumps. I could not disagree more, especially in light of Larry Nasser and the Carolis and what's come out about them. The fact that the team hasn't quit en masse, they deserve medals for even showing up because the the program has been run by horrible fucking people for an endless, for decades. And then, like, I applaud her decision to just I, because I, I applaud her decision because she owes no one anything. She doesn't owe me. I like. And well, she by the way, yes, she does not owe me anything. Carrie she does Strug. not owe you anything. Whatever. Oh, Carrie oh here Strug. we go. How do you whatever Carrie Strug? How? Whatever. Okay, just expand on the whatever. We need more than whatever. Depend. This Yay. is like your. Yeah, is, you flipped and fucking landed on your hurt. Depend, and this once. is this is this okay. is the kind of debating that got you to fourth place in the state. I kind of won the national tournament. <laughs> okay, I, I, just, right. I just find I, I, I would never question Simone Biles' decision. I, I applaud it because I think the whole thing's a charade anyway. I think it shines a light nicely on how terrible the program has been. And, like, I think if you're in a situation like that, it, you have to preserve yourself. And I, like... There, there's not one part of me that if I were in a situation... that I, I think self over team always self over team always taking care of yourself right so wait say that again you can't be a good teammate if you're not taking care of yourself well you certainly can't be a good teammate by the way the team didn't seem too broken up over the whole thing they just sent the next person out there yeah and she won the overall so yeah, but it's like they're all vipers waiting to stab the leader in the back anyway. We all know this. Well, that's true. That's another odd component of, of gymnastics is like you're a team, but you're also you're competing against every other person there. And everything. 
Uh, well, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you know, we all read Deadline and, you know, someone sells something and then we text each other, that person's horrible, fuck them, it's <laughs> terrible, I well, can't believe they bought that. Of course, Twisted yeah. Writers, yes, but, like, what about something like The Patriots or The Bucks? Like, they're they're in it theoretically together. No, they're not, though. It's <laughs> It's just someone has to win every year, so then we construct a narrative in retrospect of what happened with this group of self-interested individuals who would have thrown each other under the bus had it been beneficial to them. What about the cowboy up Red Sox? Okay. So <laughs> yeah, one time yes. in human yes. history. <laughs> yes. Wait, I don't know what that is. <laughs> for three weeks. That was, that was the 2003 uh, Red Sox, and that was their motto was cowboy up. They all kind of had this cowboy theme. Well, but it was a nice team, and they kind of okay. played together well. Okay. And, we, and we loved them. Okay. We oh. worshipped them. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a team right there. Yeah. You think you think Big Poppy's going to step out of his last at bat saying he's going to focus on his mental health? And so, oh, here comes uh, whoever, you know, our, our pinch hitter was at the time. Stephen Drew is coming up. But it's it's also like after these things, if you question everyone, lo- anyone long enough, they'll admit they hated everyone else. Like with Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson. And you just go like, so Phil, it's like, yeah, he was a racist, and then he thinks like Michael Jordan threw him under the bus in the last dance. Like, yeah. so the, we're like the great Bulls teams, whatever. Every, everyone at work hates each other yeah. all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that if you pick away long enough at the scab, that you, they'll just admit like, I just needed money. I needed, I needed it, and I would have left the first possible moment I could. <laughs> right. Oh my god. All right, Maybe well, that's my own personal subtext. It is, <laughs> but you you've peeled back this onion in an interesting and unexpected way. So well, I appreciate that's, that. Um, that's, anyway, that's why, um, my nephew in quotes is sleeping in this bed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is he also a bald forty eight year old guy? No, he's got his whole life ahead of him. This bitch. <laughs> it's just starting. His hair, is, his hair is going nowhere. <laughs> it's just mounted firmly. On as if dried taffy is beneath it. Just, <laughs> you're not getting that thing off. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, that was a fun topic to yeah. tackle to in the tackle. opening I am, And uh, next week, I'm, I, going forward, I may be doing this podcast by myself after the, the, <laughs> the backlash comes in. Just want to... Just no. want to prepare everyone. For no, that, I mean you that might inevitability. Just, you, I I distanced myself. I was no. very far away. That opinion again. Nobody's listening. That and opinion also, was uh, in I Australia, might... and I was in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're part of the same uh, empire, my right, friend. So you're still connected. Well, not um, to me. I don't acknowledge the empire. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, you might be doing it yourself next week because uh, JC and I may need to focus on our mental health. So it could be just you. Good. We'll see. Good. I applaud that. Yeah. I applaud it. Tweet about it. Long now, overdue. But what do you think about, just to prolong this for a minute, what do you think about now the people that are clearly just, um, what is it, virtue signaling by attaching themselves to the Simone Biles story? Like, way to go. I, it's like they just want a little attention for themselves in this moment. So it becomes I ugly mean, I think that that's way. a whole separate industry of people yes. who keep themselves in this cycle of likes that we're now all embedded in where we have to publicly put ourselves up as as laudatory people and i it's it's just something that happens now that by myself participating in a podcast or twitter or whatever i'm no better so it's 
hard for yeah. me to take a shot. But do I like it? No. But is it the yeah. greatest crime? Right. No. Mm-hmm. No. And she, I, I like. She no. acknowledged um, Naomi Osaka because she did that before. Yeah. What is it? Yep. The French Open. And yeah. so she said, if it weren't for Naomi Osaka, I wouldn't have had the courage to do this. Yep. I just feel her, like as, as myself, someone who's like two texts and sort of like a wonky internet connection away from going insane. I'm just very <laughs> empathetic that like, I, I just feel like, you know, I could get if if like my ear hurt or something, I would just, I would be, I'd, I'd die two days later. Like I would just, I, I'm so close myself. Yeah. To not being able to put on a shirt and fucking yeah. sit there, that yeah. I, I, I I get it. And and believe me, I get it on that level too. Like we're all. But did I go out every day and never miss a day? Oh yeah. Does it matter? No, not at all. No one cared. Turns out, no. I don't know. I think the 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 team could have. Would have, should have won uh, the gold medals. Instead, they walked away with silver. And now Who you could cares? say maybe, maybe there's, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's it we're all Olympians, we're all Olympic medalists. I don't even know all... who won. Who won? Oh, something called the Russian Olympic <laughs> Committee, oh. because they can't be called Russia this year because Russia was like technically not allowed in the Olympics. Okay. Wow. And so they had to change this name, and it. So now it's the Russian Olympic Committee, which just sounds Beautiful. like a '70s like R and B band. <laughs> like here's Russian Olympic Committee, with shake it down, I, Chicago. It, it is odd that like. So I was watching the women's 800 qualifying heat last night, as one does. And then you, you just see this person like, they're so far behind, so fast. Yeah. It's like, why did you come here? <laughs> It's like if I were running, like, what did you think was going to happen? You know, everyone else was going to trip and blot a knee and you were going to like somehow skate through. But they get to go home and say, I was an Olympian. And later in life, uh, you know, uh, what, what country do you remember what country they were from? No, I didn't even. I mean, they were in the frame for <laughs> Two seconds. a second. And then they're just so far behind and you go like, what? Oh. Why? What did you do that for? <laughs> like what did you do that for? for Your whole life. And they're within one second. They're so far behind. You were out of it. You were yeah. done. <laughs> Not even sniffing the it's like, was it, Did the gunshot surprise you? And you cowered <laughs> and then you're like, oh, fuck, that's a race. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. You know what? Let's yeah. roll that laughter uh, right in to Johnny Jokes. Yes, yes. I forgot I was going to do that. I myself was stunned by the gunfire. I love it. <laughs> that's just, your, you had one waiting. job. I was like, where is it? Oh, that's me. That's, that's me. supposed to yell that, right? <laughs> Fuck. I was a, I was, of course, selfishly looking at my joke. So I oh, well, that's me, me too. I was so, I, had, I thought of a joke as we were talking and typed it in. <laughs> oh, you that's did? How down to the wire I am God, on my you jokes. Son of a, oh, this week was so rough. So Impossible. Rough. In fact, I've just, I've called an audible and I've taken out one of my jokes and I'm going to a joke that I didn't use last week. I oh, won't tell wow. you which one it is. I'll, All I'll, right. I'll sniff it out. You <laughs> probably will. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's get into the uh, Johnny Carson voice. Uh, these are Johnny jokes. All right. uh, we do our own little mini monologue in the style of Johnny Carson. 
jokes uh, we used to write when we were starting out. I will shorten that intro. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, here's a story uh, kind of sad. Several people were taken to the hospital after suffering from carbon monoxide exposure at a Michigan music festival. Uh, you know, organizers say in retrospect, it may have been a mistake to have the tailpipes as the opening act. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waiting for a drive-by trucker's joke that never showed up. <laughs> Would have been better. Tailpipes sounds like a band. The, uh, the, the drive-by truckers tailpipes. were idling too long, I guess. I, I, I don't know. You'd have That's to explain better. to Johnny who the drive-by truckers were. Isn't, isn't Jason Isbell a solo act now, though? <laughs> Johnny, not too hip, not too up with the uh, new music after uh, Ray Conniff. Here we go. <clears throat> a pioneering TV pitchman, Ron Popeil, passed away earlier this week in Los Angeles. Uh, funeral services will be held tomorrow at 11, 1030 if you call now. <laughs> <laughs> was that last week's? <laughs> no, no, it was not. I, that I just happened. Ron Popeil Di dying. That's died yesterday. Yeah. Di died yesterday. Um, this one I feel like... There may be some overlap, just given what I know about Goldie. Okay. <clears throat> uh, rapper Da Baby. Nope. No okay. Overlap. Rapper Da Baby <laughs> is refusing to apologize for his recent homophobic rant on stage. Uh, you know, I blame the parents. <laughs> 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 Thank you. That should have been a Goldie joke. I swear, I, I thought I, of you that I spent years trying to sell Craig Kilborn a joke about Ja Rule being more of a just suggestion. He <laughs> just never got it. I knew, see, I knew I was in your yeah, area. Those things are always... I love that. They're always on my mind. <laughs> that was a great joke. Um, thank you. And now, of course, I picked the wrong one to end on. Here we go. <clears throat> Final joke. Fourth joke. Uh, international pop sensation Shakira could face tax evasion charges in Spain. Uh, her attorneys say they're hoping for a due process, a fair trial, and an all-male jury. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good. Thank you very much. Much, uh, bet, much better than Labor of dislike. I am, All right, other I am Johnny. going to bury you in quantity. Oh, no. <laughs> in lieu of quality. In I'm Lewis ready, ready, of quality. ready to laugh. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the CDC is once again urging Americans to wear masks to buy us time to develop a second vaccine no one will take. <laughs> I'm good. trying to be I'm trying to just really hit the key story this week. Jab your way in. You know. <clears throat> Speaking of COVID, Florida now has its own variant. Yeah. It's drunk, shirtless, and only allowed to see its kids on weekends. <laughs> that, that variant. Okay. You are, you are very good at the one, two, three joke. I love that. Uh, ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill has died. He gone! He will be buried on a dusty hill. <laughs> In his Amazing. memory, the flag has been lowered to half-shaved. <laughs> okay, I had a couple on that one. Those are great. All right, here we go. Uh, it was after a long battle with facial hair. All right, here we go. Oh, wow, we got a third. Why am I piling dirt 
on dust. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. That, Neil Pert. Right. Neil Pert. I'm about to wrap up here. <laughs> the city of Berkeley, California is going to begin to serve vegan meals in their jails. Yeah, vegan meals in their jails. Huh. Yeah. The move is expected to cause confusion as inmates try to figure out how much sex is worth eight beans. <laughs> Those were great. I'm exhausted. I, I just, God. you don't know, first of all, how, how close I came again this week to Towel. begging off. To throwing in the towel. Yes. Well, you know, if you I need can't. to. It's those days, though, like, it's, I, I mean, when we both used to do this prof professionally, just this joke part. Yes, absolutely. Where you go, you get in and you go, this is impossible. Yes. Like, they're, they're going to have to declare a state of emergency, no monologue tonight. I know. Because it's, it's come down to me and I can't do it. Yes. But I know. What, and the most what frustrating. Is that, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but what is it that suddenly... Is it the anxiety that suddenly kicks up that allows you to start writing them even when you No, it just it? feels like as you're doing it, like I knew my first one, I was like, that's not even really a joke. And then it's like the Florida very I you just you're exhausted on the topics and then you even the weird stories aren't quite weird enough. Like it seems like right. that dusty hill thing, you go, I don't know, does anyone know who this guy is? And these references <laughs> I'm making to the beards are so old and like, no, then you but, just get depressed and you go like, this is like, my entire life has been building up to trying to do this. Like, that's, <laughs> that sucks. But by the way, you heard our reaction. You, well, you nailed I, it. I mean, like, and I, then even I having... part of it must have been watching someone in agony try it out, like... No, it was not uh, that. It was like, you, did the, you did the thing that... You did the thing that my sister often used to do. I failed, I failed, I failed. I got an A. You know, it was like that thing where I was the other way around. I'm like, I think I did fine. I'm like a D. <laughs> but one of these weeks, I'm going to be right. I, be, you always say gonna that. Be, you... It's going to be ugly. No. And it feels like it's always like, all right. By the way, this podcast, it just seems like it seems like every time we start doing it, we just finished 10 minutes ago. I know. Like the entire week. I feel the same next way. thing I know, I'm taking out my trash. It's trash day again somehow even though it's always trash day. And then we're, it's five minutes recording this and it's like my life is just. I know. Spinning let's, away from me. Let's, let's maybe not shine a spotlight on that since we're all under contract at Disney. <laughs> oh. um, but oh, you're a hundred percent right. That said, like first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is like go to the CNN site and just flip through the stories. That's where, all thank right. God, Shakira Shakira was there today. Yeah. The story the story from last week was the tailpipes. Oh. That was, yeah. I mean, yeah, who the hell? You could do that anytime, right? Yeah, that's evergreen. Yeah. Oh, Timeless. so good. Um, Throw a monologue ombudsman. I'm sorry. That was that was last week. <laughs> ombudsman. <laughs> the ombudsman. What does an ombudsman do? Do you know, Goldie? I think it's just like a finger wag at a newspaper who's like no you shouldn't have done that uh, we police ourselves and that was inappropriate so trust us when we say we've learned our lesson so it's oh like really a... have we learned our lesson enough that we can now fire the ombudsman because we'll never do it again well let's not get crazy here so it's like a pr per an elected pr person for a town or city or something i think it's the self-police 
of the newspaper to show everyone that we are also accountable. Okay. Oh. I believe. All right. All right. You you heard it here last. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that Today was... on the podcast, we discuss <laughs> what is an ombudsman, what do they do, why do we need them, and why you might be surprised at their role. Here we go. <laughs> this is going in the description, in the one-line description. Ombudsman Today will be in there. Today on Ombudsman. Yeah. <laughs> this is me, me pitching a show. She's the first female Ombudsman. <laughs> She's an ombuds woman. <laughs> She's an ombuds them. It's an ombudsy oh. comedy. <laughs> ombudsy. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So you know what? We're already. That was. By the way, Goldie. That is a great idea yeah. for a show. And you know what? Our a topic female is, ombudsman. But no, the, no, the, the ombudsman. on our topic, on our topic of today's show, yes. our theme is yes. where ideas. Where do we get them? What do you do with them? Do you even want them? Have <laughs> I ever had one? We'll get it. Yeah, that. I mean that that to me was the most interesting. Uh, Have I ever had one? Well, but going yes. through your as we as we pieced through your personal history, the fact yeah, because we were talking about this you've yesterday, you've sort of been able to skate by without ever once having an idea. Which I mean, believe me, thank God. Because uh, we were going over the things that I've written, I guess, you know, we all write stuff to get Family Guy together, but one writer gets credit. So I have written the Star Wars episode. Not my idea. Wasn't even my you idea to do that. You didn't think of Star Wars. I, what, no, I wasn't there with George oh. you know, pitching on it. So oh, I thought you wasn't did. My, basically, we just took the movie, wrote funny lines over it. And even to write that episode was not my idea. That was Seth's idea. So I'm three, I'm three times removed from any kind of original idea was there. Was someone uh, holding your hands and pressing them on the keyboard? <laughs> most of the time. So some of the other Family Guy episodes I've written, Three Kings, which is three Stephen King stories parodied act by act. Oh, I not, not my idea. Oh. Very easy to figure out, like to parody something like that when the story's already in place. Um, a little episode called Peter Geist, which oh. may sound familiar because it's Poltergeist. Um, a little episode called Spies Reminiscent of Us. My God. Which is <laughs> also based on this another little This is like someone's movie. being indicted. <laughs> Your Honor, we present... These 17 names of episodes. And then, of like course, your lawyer is just looking down into their briefcase. <laughs> you, know, you didn't you tell know, me about uh, Peter Geist. You, you know, I know. And I'm whispering to him. But you know what happens when I get to come up with an idea? Dads. <laughs> well, so maybe maybe it's yeah. and, and really just dad, because. It was yeah, only there half was another, your idea. Right, exactly. You go, I have an idea, my dad, and then your partner <laughs> said, else says, I also have an idea. My dad, too. <laughs> so when left to our own devices, it does not go well. And uh, and then, of course, you know, there's Ted. That was Seth's idea. He said, do you want to help write it? Sure. I don't have to think of an idea. Good. Uh, you know, I, so basically, I'm I'm very derivative in my success, derivative of, of a lot of things that I love and have studied and watched, you know, and enjoyed and felt like, OK, maybe I'm good at turning something, an existing property into another existing property. Like, like that, Well, at the time, they like started Weird doing Al. Star Wars. <laughs> start calling me Weird Al. <laughs> that is true. That I mean, <laughs> that is a good niche to be in. And I certainly think Weird Al is original. Like, I remember watching Eat It. 
Yeah. It was that innovation where it was like someone could take a music video and do the same beats and yeah. be funny. And like the Eat It video really holds up. If, if it's you've great. never seen yeah. that, you should go him. on uh, like when they go under the garage door and it's too low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it, there's there's a lot of comedy in there. And, and, and I do think that, you know, fact. when Star Wars came out, the fact that an animated show took that shot on on star wars like i had no one had seen that at that point yeah and again that was like that was innovative but yes and i didn't have that idea you executed it very well yeah thank you well there i would i and also that's where the 20 other writers help a lot too but um as you know from writing any script but uh People often ask writers, like, where do you get your ideas? Okay, in my case, I get them from other ideas. But that is kind of a common thing where when you're out there pitching something or coming up with a show, oftentimes you'll find that executives want that. They want something they're familiar with wrapped in a new package. So it's like Die Hard on a bus, you know, Die Hard on on a plane. I guess they did that in Die Hard too, but... There, there are just times where you go out and all they want is sort of reheated something else that was successful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's tricky coming up with ideas because if, you know, if you're Christopher Nolan, you come up with great, you know, awesome, clever ideas with twists and turns and time travel and science and everything. Yeah. And it's fantastic. But there aren't too many of those guys. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack here because the first is if, say we're just trying to give people actionable advice. Yes, which I've done not at all yet. Uh, But you've you've nicely laid out sort of a a a panoply of options. Oh, panoply! Yeah, Uh, I want all the railroads. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, but you know, something that when people come to you and they say, uh, you know, how do you get your ideas, or like, where should I find my ideas? My first question is. Yeah. Why are you writing if you have no ideas? Like, <laughs> it just seems like you don't need to do this. Yeah. Like, it's not a required event for anyone going back it's to true. our Olympic theme. So, yeah. so like if you just go, I want to write, but I don't know what to write about. Well, you don't really want to write because yeah. you don't have an idea. Well, but the, then just to make a counterpoint to that there, and it's less and less these days, but in the, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s, there were people who were joke men, you know? Sure, they, but then write they, jokes. Write jokes, but then I feel like once you get in, you can be a joke person sure. in the sitcom world, but then inevitably you're going to get asked for ideas anyway. Like if yeah. you, if you stick you around, go, I ain't sorry, got I none. I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, because when you say... Like, where do you get an idea? That I mean, that's so close to asking someone, how does anyone do anything? Right. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, you just sit there and then something snaps in your brain and you have an idea. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> Any more than like, you know, I remember in being blown away in a college class when uh, the professor said, that voice in your head, where does it come from? The one that tells you stuff. Who is that talking? Is that you? (laughs) Yes. Or is that something deeper that you're channeling? And it's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Wait a minute. Now you don't you don't think it's something deeper that you're channeling, do you? It's it's your it's your inner voice. It's your it's your brain. It's gotta be. I guess, but why is why is your brain doing that? Why is your brain telling you stuff? 
sabotage. Why is your brain daily? making horrible puns? <laughs> yeah, I know. Twenty four seven. syndrome. But I Look mean, it to me, it's 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 a step away from insanity to ask where you get your ideas because it's it's where right. why why yeah, do it's we like, walk it's on like two where legs? do you yeah why do you know. have why do you have thoughts yeah basically. what does the thyroid do <laughs> well that I don't know me either when do you get ideas so the thing yeah. is is like I, I I think most people don't actually listen to their brain and they think they don't have ideas like I I think everyone is thinking stuff and they maybe don't categorize it as usable when it could easily be usable it's like how I play guitar, you know, hours a day, and I still can't really recognize a G note from an E from a C, and I'm, I constantly have to reorient myself every time I sit down to play the instrument. Right. There's something that's not quite clicking. Like I'm, it, I'm guessing someone like Stu, <laughs> it, the information lives in a way yeah. when they think the computer is asleep. It's existing, yeah. whereas I, I don't know. I'm not accessing it, and so. I always find when I don't think I have ideas, it's it's more just a matter of like calming everything down and clearing out information and listening and observing my thoughts a little bit and saying like, well, that's not quite true. I don't have ideas. I, I have things that I instantly categorize as unusable and I'm shooting them down. Right. I'm aborting them, if you will. Ooh. In utero, uh, oh. on mass, I'm committing oh. mass genocide. No, yeah, no. Uh, to make a beautiful no. analogy, um, no. and I think I, I think first the first advice I would give to someone is maybe give yourself a, a time, like uh, you know, an hour or two a day for a week, where you just kind of like listen to your thoughts and see what's going on. What's oh, going that's... on with you? What's that's such on? good. At, that's what's going on with you. What's going on? <laughs> what's what's going on in there? Hey. Um, I'm surprised your dog isn't scratching at the door after that hey, tone of me. voice. Yeah. That's right. Hey. Let's establish that. me off yet again. No, but <laughs> that's funny. But th this, you, your advice is great, and particularly to, if I had been someone who wanted to get into writing, and I heard you say that, I would love that because that and just involves you just sitting there. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I wouldn't be able to even do it. For two hours, I think it's actually very hard to yeah. listen to your yeah. own thoughts for the two hours. The struggle's part of it. The struggle. Yeah. Yeah, to, to get out there with a busted ankle and just oh, nail that ball. <laughs> um, but no, I, I know no what you mean. no reason for free for a <laughs> for, bunch of people who were ready to hate you the lifetime. second you didn't do exactly what they wanted. <laughs> in spite of all your past achievements, they give you nothing in the bank. And then the second you... You violate their expectations of you in that moment. Fuck you! Okay, great system. Well, now I want to do it for those people. I don't like the system, but I like the glory. Like you, you like telling me that you don't remember Michael Johnson shedding the single tear after kicking so much ass in the I Atlanta love Michael Olympics. Johnson. Yeah, see, well then, what are you what are you doing? You love the Olympics. You love the Olympic spirit. Just admit it. Norm Macdonald had the best ever joke about Michael Johnson. Do you remember that? No. What he did goes, he say? Uh, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, he had, he had gold shoes. You see that? He was, he was running around the track with, with gold shoes. But imagine if he hadn't won. And then people were like, hey, Michael, nice gold shoes. And he'd be like, oh, these, these are yellow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's an oddly constructed joke for Norm. So, I love that. It's such a good joke. Oh, he's so funny. It's because it we, just it, it it's just a series of jabs from directions you're not expecting. He is so funny. God. But that points to observation. Yes. That's like a it's like a meticulously observed thing of this he's, nuance of literally a nuance, a shade of color. Right. Being the core of this idea uh, of that, like people would shame you for your shoes, and that how you would get out of it in the event of that shaming <laughs> with this kind of bizarre step. Back. Yeah, well, I bet he's—he certainly seems like someone who listens to his own thoughts. He looks like he—he he sounds like he has conversations with himself. Because yeah. that's kind of like what his stand-up is. He's it looks as though he's been driven insane by himself. I know, but. A lot of the great yeah. ones uh, get that way. He's he's one of the one of the funniest of all time, and maybe the maybe the best talk show guest of all time. Like he's up there. He's yes. on the Rushmore of all time yeah. talk show. Guests. I mean, in that last Letterman where he just cried oh, too. Of course, we talked about this on that. here. Yeah, yeah I mean, we talked about that on that here. Incredible. <laughs> that was great. But, so so I let me let me. I'm going to bring us back a little bit. Okay. Because so what you'll find mostly is is if you say you you don't have an idea. You should just look at whatever your situation is, because the the most compelling thing you can say in a pitch meeting when you're selling something that I've found that will sell the thing in most cases is if you say, this happened to me. Yes. Or this is me. Like my last show, United We Fall, was my wife is half Mexican and has eight older brothers who are all in various degrees of not getting along at any given moment. Yeah. Right. And that we, and that the second like proprietary thing was that we very much are in violent agreement most of the time, but we still can't get anything done. And so then I went into the pitch meeting and talked about like, we're two smart people, uh, Ivy league educated, you know, we're, we've both been employed. We live in a house We've seemingly taken care of everything you're supposed to as an American. And then we have these two kids and we can't get them out the door in the morning. For some reason, yeah. we cannot <laughs> get two children to school on time. It's impossible. I don't know what happened. And then it was digging into the minutia of that and sort of peeling it away. But it's not. And look, the thing got canceled. So you maybe you go, that wasn't an idea. You were wrong. Yeah, but it really shouldn't have been canceled. We got into that in another episode. It was say, canceled due to factors that, were, that yeah. had nothing to do with the show itself. I'll also say that the idea was so compelling for networks bid on it. And one ended up paying a million dollars, not to me, for the privilege of being the one to own it. Wow. So it, it, it was the simplicity of the idea, though, which because going, you know, you're pitching to people in general who have kids no yes. one feels like they can get their kids out the door. Like no, no one is so like, relatable. I've got this yeah. on lockdown, oh, yeah. everything. And so they're all going, I'm a quarter way through the pitch. And now instead of pitching, they're talking to me going, oh my God, me and my husband. We And, and it's like, yeah. I'm just sitting back yeah. going, I'm Sold. about to make so yeah. much Sold. fucking money. Writing itself. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they, they're gonna, eating it up. I'm like, I'm like that boat I was looking at two years ago that I thought I could never own. I'm going to own it. And then they're like, we'll do it. And I'm like, what? Sorry, I was thinking about a boat. And then I, and then the boat you're going to buy me. now I'm so far from the boat. Oh, maybe a dinghy. <laughs> a dinghy but i'll say like look look to your circumstance because what what there's some aspect of your circumstances that people can relate to and sometimes it's just i'm a young person who 
it's this failure to launch thing. Like I'm 34 and it isn't coming together for me. And then someone, yeah. will, the, the person you're pitching to will be like, Oh my God, I, you know, we didn't meet till we were 39. And then I, I always felt like it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I had roommates till I was I like 37. That. Let's you know, call it, so, let's call it late bloomers. We can oh, pitch sure. that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. But I'm saying you do have an idea. You just think it's not an idea because it's your reality and it's, it's weighing on you. Yes. Totally true. And that, I mean, the certainly the thesis statement of that last portion was just like that thing you just said, this happened to me. Yes. Or yeah. this is me. Like, and lie. Lie. <laughs> if it didn't happen to you, say it happened to you. There is no ombudsman who's going to come in and burst into the meeting and Poor say that person is a liar it did not happen that way like and so i oh great you know, and wise ombudsman you know like when i did making history there there it's time travel show so i can't go i've traveled in time whatever and i use certain elements like i'm from lexington massachusetts the show yeah. took place in lexington massachusetts but you know I, I found certain ways of saying things i stretched the truth a little bit but it was I think that I started that pitch by saying uh, I've spent the majority of my life staring out a window waiting for someone to tell me I could leave. Right. <laughs> like whether it was school or work. Right. Or home. Or home. I, yeah. I just have never enjoyed one second of anything I'm doing. And I'm at the whim of someone else's rules. But what if you were the one to make the rules? Right. There you go. So, So that's not... You know, that's not such a stretch, but you've just got to find the, the real reality of your situation, which is like, even if you didn't feel that way, that you could say you felt that way, right? And you know, yeah. every, everyone feels that way to a certain extent. So it's like, in a way, don't, even though that was a spectacular, I don't mean in quality, but spectacular, I mean in kind of far out idea. The truth of it, the thing that sold it wasn't time travel. No one cared about that. The, the thing that sold it was sitting there thinking your life could be different or better and it wasn't right you know right Very it's the right. Everybody, everyone everyone can relate to that right everyone can relate to that. Yeah. I, by the way by the way while you were talking i thought of another uh, idea i didn't come up with Let's sell it. which was right. uh, um uh brian and stewie as uh, watson and holmes our sherlock holmes <sighs> episode yes, I love and now to my immense credit i thought of that like we should do that, and then I didn't write it. David Goodman wrote it. Oh. Moving on, he wrote it. <laughs> he did a great job. Um, yeah. But again, that's another example of me. Well, I think not that, that bridges idea. the gap nicely to what what I think should be the next part of this discussion. Would be the, half of it is you going to them with an idea, but the, another way to go is they come to you with an idea, intellectual yes. property, or sometimes. You know, I know at ABC for a long time, they were like, we want to do a version of Swiss Family Robinson. We don't know how to do it. Like that side has ideas that right. they're trying to work on that you can just take. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's where to the extent where that I excel in anything, I excel yeah. in that scenario much yeah. more than the other because they come to me and then I instantly say, you know, two or three little witty things in the room that fool them into thinking like, <laughs> he's going to nail this, right? right? You know, they're on their way out of the meeting like, he made a couple funny puns. Did we just hand him the keys <laughs> to this whole thing? But but that's another way of, I, I totally agree with you that like being handed an idea, if you can see it, you're like, oh, I see what this is supposed to be. Like, and I think it'd be funny if you changed this or had it set here or maybe did it like this or... 
then you're you're sort of already cooking it. For well, someone like me who's not self-motivated, it's a much better way to do things. <laughs> By the time a writer has heard about it, it means they have gotten desperate. Because, yes. you know, if, if they developed it right away and they had the person, then it's like you would never hear about it. You would just read about never. it in Deadline. It would already be. But if they're saying like, yeah, we're thinking about this, and you have anything that they can latch on to, and everyone's reporting to someone else, that they can yes. go upstairs and go... Oh, they had a great take on it that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, yeah. it, it all takes place in the Middle Ages, though. Yeah. Right, right. That, that, that now yeah. you're in because yes. you've solved clearly, the problem for someone right. else. Because someone, the, you're yeah. talking to a person whose boss is like, where are we on this thing? Exactly. Right. Yeah, there are meetings going on that you have nothing to do with. And so something can fall in your lap that way. And And what you're saying, if I'm reading you correctly, is that like, even if you come in with the thinnest of takes, they'll be like, great, please right. take this issue off of our plates. Like, yes. please take this item off of our weekly meeting agenda, at least for a few months. Yes. And then maybe we'll all be fired or working at Netflix. And now and it's it your matter. problem and not right. theirs. Right, exactly. And, and then that so is a can... way that you can, you know, forge ahead in a career yeah. of, of uh, taking on terrible things that should never be done, which is why they were unable to solve it and now it's your problem and then totally. when you fight them to a draw on it they'll say like you know they really showed a lot of spirit doing that and then they'll maybe let you come in and pitch your own thing which now you've bought yourself a year to think of something yes. you idealist fuck <laughs> no but you idealist fuck <laughs> i think you should either call me weird al or an idealist fuck <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I love Weird Al. Yeah, oh, me same. too. I, you so know, you're I, like, I'll, I'll call I, you Normalize Weird fuck. Al. Normalize him. He's just Al. I don't think it's that weird that he's being funny. He thinks it's weird. It's part of his whole thing. I don't know. Is it, was he trying to own it before they called him weird? Like, okay, is it the Eminem flipping the script? Like, I know you guys think I'm fucking bizarre. <laughs> so I'm Weird Al. Now what are you going to throw at me? Yeah. He said when he was younger that he was a weird kid and that he was treated like he was a weird kid. Look so at, I'm so glad we, we have a music person. We have a music person here. JC is well, immersed yeah. in the world of music. I so I love that you have it. Weird Al factoids. Yeah, yeah, well, he was on a podcast. I can't remember which one now. Um, maybe Conan's. And he would asked, where did Weird Al, the name, come from? And he was like, well, it's kind of a weird kid. And yeah. just sort it's of... very catchy. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. And Goldie, would you like to tell our viewers to go and listen to Conan's podcast? Oh, sorry. You know, the thing was, after I bashed him that first episode, I listened to him. It was really good. He's so funny. <laughs> He's so funny. I love the, your begrudging admissions or yeah, some of my so favorite things. Yeah, so the Bill things. Burr episode that I listened to was great. <laughs> well, he's... Again. Bill Burr is awesome. I've actually yeah. heard bits of that. It's on YouTube, I think. Yeah. What about Goldie? Somebody like... And I brought him up before. Christopher Nolan... Okay, yeah. so Christopher Nolan, I think is, you know, I think he's the best, by far the best director of this generation now. Um, and the stories that he comes up with time and time again. Okay, take the, the Batman stuff out of it, which I think are, I think I they're also, the, his yeah. I, they're great. They're great, but they're not really his stories so much. Maybe they are. Maybe he wrote them. I don't know. But like Interstellar for me is one of the great, movies of this century like i've seen it so many times i love it it's so creative and something like i know you love uh the prestige uh, and inception 
Yeah. Um, these movies are all so fantastic, so creative, and they seem to come from his mind. And I, I mean, I'm not, I cannot even pretend to like attempt to do what he does. Do you ever think of like, hey, I one day I want to make a movie and I want it to be really cool. I want it to have lots of plot twists and turns and then pay off in a way in the end that nobody saw coming and it's super cool. Like, do you ever think of taking on like a bigger project like that? No. <laughs> you are you are the worst improv class <laughs> participant. I knew no, I, it was I, so I, funny. You just I will say, to say that, no. Okay, for the joke. so I do think that yeah. Of course, the longer the question got, the the more solidified Certainly in my mind no I became was, that I was just I could just feel it coming no to too. I could feel it coming. There was no way I was going to let you have any agreement or rest after that. Because there's nothing funnier than then someone who's given a long one. Then has to immediately speak again. I know. Like you can see, my neck veins were coming out as I was running out of breath on just the question. I just need a minute to suck. And the sulkin, the sulkin defense has to come right back out on the field. It is no that. rest. It's a fumbled kickoff. Yes. We got to go right back out there after getting lit up. Um, no. I so look. I, I think one viable strategy in in a pitch meeting is to confuse people enough that they think you're a genius mm-hmm. that, you know, that's true. And we know people who have act, that. the better it's, it's persona. And, you know, he actually delivers, but it, it's yeah. funny. Cause I've, I, I don't know that I'm good at that t- type of thing. Like I, when I was, there was a brief time I was helping out on Orville, um, when I was still at Fox and, right. And I, I really, and that's, got that's ex- Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi show. Yeah. And I really got excited. I was, I, you know, I said, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch Seth some sci-fi stuff and then I, I had what i thought was a great idea which was that um they go to this planet where they've discovered a fountain of youth like everyone is basically immortal but they also have a form of alzheimer's so they just oh live that's endlessly, cool but very like, twilight constantly zone forget but and it's like no one cared and then <laughs> then i got angry and was like fine i'll just pitch fucking jokes you happy everyone happy but i you know so i i do I mean, I I did originally want to be a novelist. Like, I didn't even oh, really yeah. want to do mm-hmm. this, but um, a real estate uh, novelist. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't. I just you know, like we we are obviously locked into a certain lifestyle of of churning out a particular type of content for money. Yes. That it's like you go look, I'm making all kinds of money at Blackjack and people are like, why don't you try craps? And it's like, <laughs> You're right. I, I could, <laughs> but like. But if you had a this dream, if you had out. a dream about playing poker or oh, craps, yeah. I don't have a, I don't really have a, a dream much beyond what I'm doing to be honest. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I feel good about that. I'm not saying that is yeah. depressing me, but it's it's one of been one of my key realizations of the last year and a half of COVID and any everything that like, yeah, I just want to get back to where I was. Like I was, I was, I enjoy it in a sense, yeah. even though I take yeah. on right. this miserable persona. Right. I, but I do like I was off on script this week. I wrote a script and I like, you know, having written the script. I didn't enjoy writing it at all. <laughs> right. Afterwards, you, when you, you like when it was over. And by the way, it's very yeah. funny. Well, it's very you. funny. It's filled with goldie hilarity. I love having you back on the show. But it's it's, it's so I don't know. But I mean, the, the, the people who do that, I feel like are existing in a, in a different I know, but in a different like, arena than I am. But don't I mean, you if think, you're someone with those ahead, stories, JC. don't you think making history is sort of a version of that? I mean, your time travel is extremely difficult to 
pull off. Yeah, you got a lot to think about with time yeah. travel. Well, I mean, I, I things lined up with making history in a way that made it particularly lucky, which is these big movie producers, Lord and Miller, liked it and got involved. And I happen to have access to them by walking around the lot. They're they're uh, huge. Um, For those of you who don't know, they did Cloudy right. with the Chance of Meatballs, the Lego movies, uh, the Spider-Man uh, Into the Multiverse, which was wow. fantastic. Yeah. So they're just on a huge yeah. roll. So the problem is, though, that if you're nobody like me, like you're I not a big that. fish, you're somebody that yeah. you go in and you pitch these things and they're they're very expensive to do. And unless you're coming in with a huge fish, which huge fish often have their own ideas, they're they're not really like looking for ideas that, it, it you know, because I, I tried to do as a follow up. I had this idea and I went around and pitched it that was basically it was sort of like a like a funny Game of Thrones thing where um, you're you're in this kingdom and basically you know there's some palace intrigue and this guy ends up becoming king who's totally unfit and so he decides with his best friend like I don't want to be king I got to get the fuck out of here and they they run to the edge of where they live and they're digging their own graves. So they, they can just like bury themselves and die because they right. just don't want to be killed and tortured. And that one of them discovers an iPhone and that basically what you realize is this isn't the past. It's the future. And right. that things have gotten so bad. We're reliving the Middle Ages. We have no knowledge. Oh, right. Wow. But right. now this guy is able to tap into all the knowledge of the Internet and he's going to use this. To be to fool everyone, so I right. thought this was like a solid concept. But I went around and pitched it, and like I, I think it's as good as things that are being made. But no yeah. one wanted to do it with me. Like, were, no were one... there a lot, were there a lot of questions about the charger? <laughs> yeah, and I had solved those. Like that, that it, it, there was basically that's like my a question. like an archaeological remnant of a solar grid that was running. Oh, he has an right. answer. And like so it. that it, it was like plugged into a solar grid and he real like he realizes early on, oh, this thing gets something from this thing where I plug it in. That's a and, and that's a good message about good. solar energy yeah. too. Back there. Totally. So I you know, and, and it was something where I you know, and it, it, the the episodes were like he's he basically falls in love with this chef who works in the palace and that everyone else hates her and he he sets her up, you know, he's like, Well, what if there's a way that the village could taste your food as well? You know, and I think people would understand what a great chef you are. And they, he ends up inventing the restaurant. But right. then, then all of a sudden, it's like all the problems of running a restaurant. Like he can't get the food to the tables fast enough. And That's I thought it was great. pretty funny. And But it, it was impossible to was do. That a, was that after making history? Yeah. It was okay, when so, I was at Sony. Yeah. So sometimes, like, I, I mean, I've definitely noticed it. And the things that we went out with and pitched, like, they, they didn't care. You know, the stuff that we were doing. don't want high concept from right. someone who hasn't had success in high concept. Because you go, I want to film in a palace. And already the, the, the cost yeah. is astronomical. Oh, right. right. I want to shoot outdoors. First of all, I don't understand how anyone does anything. Like when you, you watch an old Columbo and you go, all they did was shoot out. Yeah. All yeah. they did is shoot outside. And you go, was, was the budget of this a billion dollars? <laughs> because it's like the second Adjusted. you step outside to... To shoot anything, it's so expensive and cost prohibitive, and I I don't understand. I just don't understand. They saved a lot on uh, costume with Columbo, <laughs> so they could they could go outside. <laughs> um, I mean, 
Well, that was, I, I like hearing about that idea. Me too. And I mean, I think overall, your, your comment earlier about just sit with yourself, mine your own thoughts, because that's, that's so true. I know, you know, I think we're all, I, certainly I'm egotistical. And so when I walk around and I have my thoughts, I'm like, oh, this would be great in like a novel. This would be great. You know, this thing that just happened between me and my wife, like, and I'm laying it out all in my head, like everything I would say, and then it goes away and it's replaced by the next wave of thought anger. Do you write these the, down? I don't, I never do. I never do. And, uh, you know, Tal's always like, I think you have a great novel in you. But honestly, Goldie, you already had a great novel in you, a hilarious novel, and yeah. it just got shit on and nobody cared and it's made you angry. Yeah. And so watching that, it's like, I listen, do I think maybe I could write a novel? Maybe I could if I worked a little bit. Do I think it would be the, the fucking great Gatsby, which is the goal? Right. No, it would be the okay Gatsby, as you'd like to say. <laughs> well, the great Gatsby... <laughs> Is it that good? It's really good. Come on. It's, I, it's, one of my you know favorite You know things what's great that, about uh, it? 110 pages. That's I mean, it, it is very readable. And one of, <laughs> one of my favorite things about it is I, I bought a used copy however many years ago, 25 yeah. years ago. And I basically got the college copy of a moron. So there's all these things that are not They're significant, wrong. underlined, exclamation <laughs> yes. marks, and this, and this, you know, next to things, it says, like, symbolize God? <laughs> and it, it, it gives That's this other awesome. layer to this book that I would say, if you so can great. ever get the books of a really dumb English major... That like the classic novels of all time as read by a dumb English. This is what we should do. <laughs> That's this is idea. perfect for you. This is a it perfect is. idea for you as we pitch to a book company. Let us yes. write funny comments on the books oh. as a funny Cliff Notes God. thing so they're actually yeah. reading the books and uh. getting comedy. <laughs> I love that idea. I'm but making the touchdown gesture. I, yes. I love it. I love that idea. And But, but here's what I already envision. Okay. As you and I writing an email to the widow Dostoevsky, you know, like we'd have to be writing everybody's We're relatives. such fans of Fyodor. Oh, and you know, uh, you mean Fyodor Ilyich Dostoevsky. Um, but, uh, you know, we'd be writing like, uh, you know, Brooks Faulkner. Like, is it okay if we write about this shit? Um, but I do like that idea. And I like that we end this theme of ideas with an idea yes and, and nice. why because our frequency is like tuning a radio we tuned in to wanting to do something and we quickly found something that is probably better than anything either of us has ever been involved with <laughs> did, did we tune in to kiss 108 fm maddie in the morning no. maddie in the morning sorry joe white i'm sorry joe white on kiss 108 fm um, all right, that was a fun theme. That's yeah, great. Um, I have no ideas. Goldie has lots of them, and they're Not good. Really. Yeah, um, I'm hearing them. Yes, and I'm sure JC has you're ideas in a guest of her own. House, but you know what? And I'm in a house. This isn't. This show isn't a place for woman's <laughs> ideas. This is oh two men talking about ideas. Nope, JC, don't agree. Step back in into our territory. I'm, don't I'm you so have enough now? I'm distanced <laughs> from even the irony of this. <laughs> you women can make, you women can yammer and make a racket about this and that. Oh boy, Goldie was not speaking. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing a character that is basically me, but I'm putting a voice on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now let's get to our this. This was uh, I. I enjoyed the thought me of too. this top five list. Okay, so this is a controversial top five list this week. And JC, did you get a chance to look at the movie? I watched well, it. Twice. Okay, here we go. 
and almost twice. Yeah. Because, okay. Yeah. Well, here's the, let's let's say what it is. Here's the category: top five movie comedies that you, me, and Dupree is better than. That's a yes. mouthful. So did you like you, me, and Dupree, JC? What, what was? <laughs> did you did you like it? Did you enjoy the movie? I laughed at some parts. Okay, but Uh-oh. I had a lot of problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the? Well, problems? We can get it. We can get into yeah. those. I yeah. like that. I like it when, um, but so basically, Goldie and I have always had this uh, among our bonds. Among the things that we have in common is that we both really think Yumi and Dupree is an underratedly hilarious comedy. It was kind of overlooked. You may remember it. It was 2006, Owen Wilson, uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson. No. No. Owen Wilson, Kate Hudson. Owen Wilson, (laughs) Owen Wilson, Kate Hudson, Matt Dillon, and Michael Douglas. Um, But it was just sort of a cute comedy. saying names. Katie Couric. Katie Couric, uh, Matt Damon, and Michael Fredericks. Uh, so you, me, and Dupree, we think it was very funny. And Amy and we are, Tan. <laughs> no. I think uh, Seth Roman was in it. Um, so these are top five movie comedies that you, me, and Dupree is better than. Yes. So this is going to be quite controversial. But I, uh, I want to hear what JC's. Yeah, JC, give, let's give us some thoughts on the movie. Give us Could some I, thoughts. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I watched it. I would say two and a half, almost three times because I wow. really wanted to give it a proper yeah. chance. Okay. Were you high? I was not high. Is uh, that the problem? Mm, no. You made a, you, you know what? I'm not going to say that you're not really putting the effort in. But, <laughs> um, all right. However um, you want to do it. And then the other thing is I did not write notes as to what my problems were. So I'm sort of okay. just what I... That's Okay. That's okay. That would be far too organized. Okay, so the big thing for me was the way Kate Hudson is portrayed (laughs) and wives are portrayed as just like boring, controlling, Mm -hmm. um, taking away the freedom of somebody having a... Like the football football game scene where she walks in and she's like, what? What could you... How could you possibly be having a good time while I'm out? So I'm here's, like, I think, <laughs> I but think see, you're, we're laughing, but, but I think you're, you're right. And you're wrong. I think you're totally right in that there was such a long era of the wife is just like, ah, come on. And that, by the way, that's the way Mila Kunis is in Ted, the first Ted. She's okay. very much like shruggy and why are you hanging out with this bear and yeah. stop it and leave him, leave him behind. And that, yes, that is, it's not fair. It doesn't flesh out the female characters nearly enough. That said, anyone in a marriage will tell you <laughs> if you're in that scenario with guys who are like smoking and drinking in the house and your wife comes home and she didn't know about it, you're going to get that look. So <laughs> well, I, I had no problem with that look. I look, I also think the intended audience of this is is guys like us. Yeah. And yeah. just okay. as guys, the, the intended guys. audience for Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Right. Is you know, or is portraying they're portraying men a certain way. Is they're all cads, they're all right. cheaters, which all... I also disagree with. Right, but right. so I like part of it is I just think like yes, well, you are not the intended yeah. audience. So right, I mean, let her I, have her complaints. I right. Yes, no, no, no need to apologize. And um, you yeah. know, also, I mean, Seth Rogen's wife, she seems like a real treat. So you know, like oh, those yeah. things. So yeah. he's good um, in that. By the way, that was the first so... time 
I ever I googled him after I was like, who's that guy? He's, oh, he's super so funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very funny. Um, and then you know, and maybe it's because I'm Asian, but the portrayal of the which it was funny, yes, I and I give it that. But like the the when they're playing softball and the kids just like, you know, I'm in the orchestra. It's right. like okay, there's that, and then. The like, why does your porn have to? Why are they? All, why is your porn all Asian? It's just like that for right, me is right, a trigger yeah. point, okay. you know. And so, maybe I'm just being too like serious about it. But right. when I see those in any types totally of movies, legit. I, yeah. So totally legit. First of all, don't look through my search history ever. <laughs> um, but also, um, and a follow up classy question: Were you in the orchestra? Right. No. Okay. Do there I seem go. like I was? <laughs> no, well, you're you're in music, like so. Right. You know, you're oh, in the okay. music world. So I good thought point, maybe. Good point. No, no, yeah. no. I was sports. I just played sports. sports all... That's right. You used to go to McDonald's on your way home from baseball practice. Well, I remember well, that. I, that was yeah. Derwiner Schnitzel, but. Oh, Derwiner Schnitzel, <laughs> right? <laughs> Der. <laughs> so right. should I go into my top five? Or Let's should... do it. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. Because I think our probably Goldie and mine will be more controversial in terms of like we're going to have. Mine will be very controversial. Okay. Ooh. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, I mean, JC. This was like very difficult for me. So okay. to, to find <laughs> stuff to find that I thought. five things worse. That was worse. <laughs> okay, go ahead. This will make it interesting on <laughs> the, the other end. That, yeah. So um, number five was get him to the Greek. Oh, yeah, I Excellent agree. Choice. That, clearly. Excellent choice. I totally yeah. agree with that. Okay. Yes. Number four is The Internship, another Owen Wilson movie with uh, uh, right. the guy from Swingers. What's his name? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Right, Thank right, you. Right, right. I oh, cried right. at the end of that. Yeah, that's where they too. go to fake fake Google, right? Wait, yeah. Is Robert Robert De Niro? No, no that's, that's a different. A different he became an intern. <laughs> that's the intern. intern. That's the intern. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And then um, number three is This Is the End. Right. Yes, yes, I that was did a not enjoy headache. that at all. Right. Headache so of a movie. I was trying to find movies in the you know similar zeitgeist. World. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two, Date Night, Steve Carell, yes. Tina Fey. Yep, yep. That was a that was a big miss. Big miss. <laughs> I just remember that even the poster for that bothered me. It was them like with their hair standing up like <laughs> yeah. smoke soot on their faces, and it was like Date Night. Like, oh boy, <laughs> what are we in for? And then number one was Bridget Jones's Diary. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, these I'm are just... all these are all good choices, all, and I agree with every one of them. Yeah. And and yeah. I agree we're starting at a, in different plants. So goalie, yeah. let me go because I feel like you want to yeah, close the I, show. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get through mine quickly. All right. This will be. I have a feeling, JC, you're not going to like me for this one. That's okay. I'll but like I, I have a I have a an axe to grind with this movie. Number five. Uh, in movie comedies that Yumi and Dupree is better than Harold and Maud. I've never seen it. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Harold, fair. I mean, Har- it's because that Harold and Maud is just to taste anyway. So, well, but but I don't like because people often come hard out of the gates with best comedy ever. You know what the yeah. best comedy ever is? Best comedy. Maybe the best film ever. It's a perfect film. <laughs> it is. I hate when people talk like that. It has great Cat Stevens music. I love the the vibe of it. But the movie and the comedy, I could take or leave. Didn't care. Mm. Just seemed a little weird to me. A little weird. All right. Number four. Here's where we start uh, taking out some giants. Trading Places. Never thought what? Trading Places. I don't think Trading Places is funny. Yeah, never did. I don't know why. Never really liked it. Never, never gave a shit. And I'm fine. 
there's a, there's sort of a little theme in my list here, unfortunately, that involves one actor in particular, oh. and he and he's in that front and center. So, trading places. Sorry, Yumi and Dupree made me laugh. Seeing Dupree's bare naked ass on the couch <laughs> when he was sleeping there night yeah. one was worth the price of admission for me. Do you relate me. to Dupree? Uh, you know, well, I have a Matt? I have a friend who is a Dupree. I relate oh, much okay. more to the uh, Matt Dillon okay. character, I would say, because only because I've been lucky in life to just have, you know, I'd never been couch surfing and oh, okay. like in that sort of desperate need. But okay. anyway, number three for me, and here we go again. Number three, the Blues Brothers. Oh. I I that was. Are we overlapping? I mean, literally on the same number. Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Blues okay. Brothers is nary a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch I it. agree. It's a smileless comedy. Just it's, watching um, these guys try to like play the God, they it, it was a, stinks. It was a Can jerk off. It? it was I a jerk off it? project. What's that? Belushi stinks. He stinks. I, He's funny I, in Animal House. That's it. You know what? I'm not gonna totally Cheeburger. disagree with you. <laughs> Come on, man. Animal House on, was originally man. on my list. I, I took it okay, off. you guys are already oh. shitting on my sorry, list. Here sorry. we go. Oh, wow. Number two. Here it is. Very controversial. Ghostbusters. Ah! <laughs> I thought you were going to ream me. No. I thought no way we'd be in agreement on this. No. Ghostbusters for me, it has an excellent uh, uh, theme music by uh, Elmer Bernstein. Like, fantastic. And Bill Murray is incredibly likable, yes, but it's just not. I want it to be funnier. I, I don't find the when door we were geek thirteen, it came out, or we were twelve, maybe eleven. And there was no, there was very little comedy. And then just the fact that you would see someone who was supposed to be funny was funny. Yes. Whereas now yeah. everyone kind of sits arms folded, waiting to be blown away, myself <laughs> yes. included. And you go yeah. back and watch that, and it's like. I'm not laughing. Like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, it's like cool. Yeah, I didn't like that. I it's not really no. funny. No, it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. It's not. That's a good so, point. all right, we, we agree on that. Point here. And yeah. number one, it was mentioned before. I'll just get out of the way Animal House. Yeah. Animal yeah. House, you know, it spoke to certainly my, our, my parents. They were that generation. Uh, it was basically, you know, kind of the, matched up year wise with their college experiences. They love it. Um, I agree it has some funny moments. Belushi smashing the guitar is funny. Like I like I like that. Um, but there's a lot of creepy stuff in there. Not that there isn't in Dupree, but the, the creepy stuff in Animal House kind of gets through even more older, now. Yeah. It's a yeah. little bit like, oh, I understand why you can't do this. But that said, just doesn't make me laugh as much as Dupree. Yeah. And right. by the way, Owen Wilson's hair puts on a clinic in Dupree. Yeah. I mean, it just it's has Pete its own Wilson, lighting. Because it's like, Wilson. you look at the bell curve of him, and it's like, then it was Drill Bit Taylor, and then it's yeah. just kind of like, Wait, you're off. do you guys remember that he tried to kill himself after that movie? Was it after Dupree? I thought it was, because it was when uh, he and Kate Hudson had been dating. Uh, right. So I could right, be well, wrong a, about the time. So That's dark. a fun twist. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to save that for after my list, but okay. Sorry, sorry. And now Goldie. Yeah, you've had your fun, and he tried to kill himself. Oh, okay. All right, now, now let's hear your list. 
this, this underdepreciated classic. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say, like, Ghostbusters at five, which which we yep. agreed on. Uh, number four, here, here, here comes a, a sacred cow. You, me, and Dupree is funnier than young Frankenstein. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you know what? I would put it on before Young Frankenstein. I would. I would. I'm just I, saying it's funnier. You want to talk how much are you laughing? I know. The, but the that's, best and man I, patch. And, uh, the I agree with you because people love to worship Gene Wilder. Yeah. They love I, to I, worship I like him. He, and he's talented I, and I he's good. But people love to worship him and put yeah. that in your face. Yes. Like, you young know. Frankenstein is a scold. <laughs> oh, you don't like young Frankenstein as much as yes. I do. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I the whole not. subject matter. It's like a guy going, ooh, this is this You should correct them every time they say that. Say, first of all, it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> you it's should just, know It's that. just something that is not, is I can't not agree that with funny that to me. Yeah. Uh, so number three, as I said, that was Blues Brothers. We yep. were in agreement on that. Yeah, I, I agree number, that number two, here comes, here comes a big domino. Oh boy, and it's something that I rewatched recently with my kids, and boy, was it not funny second time around! And did I love it when it came out? Yes. Does what? it hold up now? Austin Powers. Whoa. Oh yes, totally agree. One? Yeah, you, me, and Dupree is now funnier than, than Austin, Austin pa- Powers. I love it. I love it. And yeah. you know what? You're right. That was so close. of the moment. So yeah. of the moment. Even the British office knew to shit on that like three years after it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, my kids, we were about 20 minutes in and my kids were dying. They hated it so much. Oh, no way. I have to rewatch it. <laughs> you had to it. take them to urgent so care. <laughs> my, my older kid begged me to turn it off. And I did. And she was right. She was, she was totally like, right. I, I'm, I'm having a terrible time. <laughs> well, so almost, sad. almost in tears. That's great. What a review. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, uh, it was like, wow. I mean, my eyes were open. I was like, wow. But I remember. Oh, maybe I'm remembering Wayne's World being funnier. Maybe I, everything. I half the stuff I think was in Austin Powers was in Wayne's World, like the yeah. new print, little yellow different. I love like, that. that. Well, Wayne's yeah. World made yeah, me Wayne's laugh World a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, the number one movie that you, me, and Dupree is better than. Stripes. Oh, oh yeah. You I know, agree. I was debating stripes or not stripes. I, I think I just, in my heart, I feel like I'm supposed to defend Bill Murray at all costs. But I mean, I guess I the... don't like Bill Murray. I oh, actively no. don't think he's funny. You love Zisu. I love Zisu, <laughs> but it's like almost like apart from him, there's a lot I like in Zisu. The, he the thing is, is, is Bill, Bill Murray's always <laughs> identified as this like funny like rogue who doesn't care but he's so much more similar to the people who like bullied and brutalized me in school than he is to me like he's not an underdog ever he's always the fucking like bully well i guess i i i I still yeah i have uh, yeah it's interesting because i love him in rushmore yeah Come on. Yeah, I mean, Rushmore's one where I just, like, I saw once, and it, oh. it, it, I didn't, I don't, I like the soundtrack. Yeah, I yeah just, it's got a great it soundtrack. It didn't strike me as, 
You got to watch it again. Promise me you'll watch that again. No. Okay. Thanks, Colby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I think my second kid goes to college in the year 2029. (laughs) That's what I'll get to it. (laughs) Come back to me in eight years. uh, (laughs) Put two hours aside on that bright sunny day. I'll have time to watch Rushmore again. (laughs) Well, that was that was a fun list. I enjoyed it. That was a fun theme. Fun Johnny jokes. It was fun. Hearing that, yeah. uh, I don't know why Goldie hates Simone Biles so much. I guess Whoa, he does. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, nobody on here hates Simone Biles. Let's get right, that clear. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, this was a fun episode, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks thank everyone you. for listening, yeah. and thank you too for being awesome. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>